Hi, I am Rohan Thakkar and welcome to my show Being the Change. It's a podcast where people passionate about their cause share their experiences and talk about what it takes to be the change. Education plays a very important role in the life of each and every person. It shapes the person. It instills a sense. It instills the skills to take on the world and become a better human being. Today, the meaning of education has become merely about marks and results. To change that system, our guest for today, Rahul Adhikari, started Better Plus Education. Through their program, ICO, International Change Olympiad, they are trying to instill a sense of empathy, one of the most important skills a person should know. For four to five months, these students become micro-entrepreneurs and bring solutions to common problems. Not just that, these micro-entrepreneurs are made to participate in real-world problems. Problems that will help them learn the important life skills like teamwork, communication skills, empathy and more. Listen to the conversation till the end to understand how Rahul is changing the way students are learning things and becoming a better human being. Hello Rahul, welcome to Being the Change podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? Hi Rohan, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's so great to have you and uh, you know, I have been constantly pondering on the education system which is going on right now since I also have a younger brother and he goes to a school where it's most of uh, traditional learning systems which are there and you are talking about bringing a change in the learning patterns that the students have right now. So. I wanted to know the origins of uh, Better Plus Education and what you're doing with it. So, yeah, I graduated in 2015 uh, from IIT Roorkee. I'm an engineer by my degree. Uh, and after that, I was interested in entrepreneurship and the education system. So I worked for a couple of years in startups in the ed tech space. Uh, okay. Just curious about entrepreneurship and how to build, uh, mm. you know, organizations from scratch and all of that. Uh, but yes. at the same time, I was volunteering with a, uh, quite a lot of non-profits in the weekends. I was teaching in an orphanage for uh, around two years. Uh, and I was also consulting okay. with a couple of other NGOs on the side. And I think, right. thankfully, that was a good experience because that made me realize that I am probably my own interests and my own personal values and philosophy is more inclined towards the social change or the fall impact sector, as you call mm. it here. So then yes. basically I made a transition from the for-profit sector to the non-profit sector. Uh, and I worked uh, with, an organ- with a non-profit called Ashoka for a couple of years. And then I started out my own organization, which is what were you called doing Better there? Plus Education. So in Ashoka, I was, uh, so Ashoka was an interesting organization. My job yes. was to sort of uh, interview and select the world's leading social entrepreneurs as Ashoka Fellows. So okay. Ashoka as, a, as an organization basically uh, recognizing recognizes social entrepreneurs who are creating really, really big change and then has a yes. fellowship program designed for them. So my job was to in a way, interview and select these guys. And that was very interesting mm. because I got to meet a lot of amazing uh, social entrepreneurs working in very different fields from environment to human rights across India and Sri Lanka, which actually in a way was also a very good learning phase for me before I started out on my own path. So mm-hmm. that was my job at Ashoka uh, and I took a lot of learning and inspiration from it. Uh, but after that, I wanted to, like, like I said, I was specifically interested in the education sector. And that's when I think I thought the time is right. Time was right to start uh, my own organization. So, so yeah, so that, that was about Ashoka, right? Uh, I, I yes. was speaking about uh, Better Plus Education. And so I, the, the name of my organization is Better Plus Education. And uh, if I have to just summarize what we do, uh, the broad idea of our organization is that we want to give a platform for young children in schools to mm. be able to identify real world problems around them, right? And okay. then take action okay. to solve them not just identify, okay. but actually take action to solve to solve them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just give you an example. So for example, we conduct programs and I talk about the programs in detail, of course, uh, but the idea is like students can identify any environmental or social problem, like let's say water wastage or tackling bullying in schools, or even yes. sometimes people, even uh, students have been identified mental health counseling in schools, right? Which is usually not there. 
as a problem mm-hmm. that they have identified and then they have actually started an initiative to solve it uh, over the okay. next like 4 to 5 months and even beyond that uh, uh, right so the idea the objective of the entire program is that we want students to get sensitized to the problems around them and develop an action oriented mindset uh, okay. so that they become empathetic responsible citizens in the future right uh okay. through this experience the the entire experience of launching an entrepreneurial initiative solving a real world problem at a young age helps children develop uh, a lot of skills first like empathy right i think empathy mm. is very very important in 21st century as well as and this is one of the best ways to develop empathy right imagine students true true uh identifying a real world problem understanding it deeply talking to people to understand it it it's all mm. it, it involves all the elements of empathy uh that uh that 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 are there right so the the right, idea is that right. they learn skills as and they develop an action oriented mindset broadly uh, to become change makers so let me introduce that term because uh, our program mm. is called the international change maker olympia so that's the name of the program that we conduct and we basically help students become change makers and by change makers our definition of of a change maker is that one who actively identifies and solves problems rather than just being a bystander to them hmm so uh, this is in addition to what's happening in the school curriculum am i right 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 uh, so yeah we are exactly so it is in addition to it so this platform this uh, the international change maker olympiad that's the name of uh, hmm. uh, the program that we conduct in schools it's uh, it's a voluntary program where to interested students can participate uh, whoever okay. wants to sort of uh, participate right so it it, it definitely complements it because we have realized that the current education system is uh you know what we say it's slightly very unidimensional or one dimensional in yes. one dimensional in nature right um, maybe we can actually speak about that a little bit um you know like i mean uh, even though theoretically a lot of people talk about education reforms even the government talks about it but at the end of the day still largely it's about your math and science are at the top of the pyramid right that's true, like true. the main focus and then maybe a few other subjects come the commerce stream and then at the end comes the humanities and the arts that's just how the preference is yes, somehow yes, right yes and yes. even even with them and by the way math and science are really really important i have nothing against them but they just the entire <laughs> idea is that everything should be given equal weightage right uh, yes. and i was talking about math and science at the top then commerce and probably the arts and probably the entire, i mean what actually should have been the objective of education producing responsible citizens right mm. i think that mm. is not even focused in the entire education system right uh, and totally that is agree. something mm. which we want to sort of complement in school that uh, at least give students a chance to explore that side and give students a chance to develop those skills develop an action oriented mindset so that they become empathetic responsible citizens of the future right so it's mm. it in a way complements it Uh, yes so what i feel is that the education system which is there and you are layering on it the ico but the underlying layer the education system which is there it's mainly mm-hmm. focused like you said mainly focusing on the primary pcm pcmb subjects and right, uh, right. all these uh, systems which are there in some way or the other it is also developing the logical mind of the student am i right 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 yes so how is it that uh, you adding that layer will bring a more transformational change in the system see see kai see at the end of the day uh, like you rightly said everything develops a logical mind correct now yes. see now if, if i have to talk about skills in in a certain way so let's say your math and science has to develop your logical thinking correct yes definitely yes. it was to a very very large extent for sure So let's say this uh, entirely in, in in the life skills term we call it critical thinking, right? Mm. Logical thinking is a part of it. It's called critical thinking. So, so the critical thinking component is, I feel, is uh, is the skill which students can develop the most, especially for subjects like your math and your science, right? Mm. Now, of mm. course, there are specific field specializations, like so for example, if you're studying commerce in school, even then you are in a way developing a logical thinking to a certain extent because at the end, if you are focusing on a problem statement and trying to solve it you will use your logical thinking because these are the most fundamental skills right and yes. you are also specializing in a specific subject which is let's say your uh, i don't know like a business stream right in, in the commerce hmm. uh, 
uh, or whatever so see all of this is there you definitely develop your fundamental skills see but when we when i was telling you about education being slightly one dimensional right so what yes. is the other dimension which is missing correct let's probably see it from that point of view and mm. i think the, the i think the biggest dimension which is missing to our entire education system is to help students develop the skill of empathy yes right now what totally is agree empathy with that. now empathy is something it, it's a very it's it's easy as well as complex the empathy is not just about like the textbook definition will say that seeing something from somebody else's shoes right that's mm. like the dictionary definition of empathy but it's just not about that like empathy is about uh understanding not just people it's also about understanding situations right mm. it also mm. understand situations as in it just have it just something is happening around you are you even able to identify it like for example if there is some problem there is uh, i don't know like water leaking in the tap near near you right now how yes. many students of course you can you see it so one is one is seeing it but the if mm. you have true empathy you will really see it and you will feel you will try to imagine the i would say the consequences of the problem as well right mm. like what right. is going to happen if this water is leaking maybe somebody else imagine we won't have water somebody else is not able to use it today and all of mm. that right i mean those kind of questions come to your mind and mm. these mm. questions result Uh, at a later stage into your action oriented mindset that i was speaking about right so it's like first right. you're using empathy to understand the situation and then you feel the need to do something about it right that's also mm. like a core component of empathy that you at least want to do something about it so i think i think this skill which which i was talking about right at the end of the day whether where, where uh, you read what is the objective of education in the world anywhere in just like some those textbooks or where everyone will say that look we the the objective of education is to help people develop into responsible citizens right mm, mm. now that is the larger objective of education but within that the the reality of it unfortunately is that it is just focused on you do this and then you get a job for yourself right yes it, yes it, so the component of empathy the, the the second dimension of empathy or thinking about others also at the same time when you are only thinking about yourself right i think all that component is completely missing when whether you study math your science your business commerce art right it will help you develop those specific skills like logical thinking critical thinking it will help you yes. specialize in that specific subject but the component of empathy the component of uh, even things like teamwork and your leadership and all this is largely mm-hmm. missing from the education system right because there is no experiences like those which are right. curated and given to students to really learn these so, so how is the feedback yeah. of yes uh, how is the feedback of uh, the schools towards this program how are the they uh, uh, how right, how right. are they trying to acknowledge it and accept it in their system see i think the feedback has been great from what i have learned from speaking to so many schools in the past two three years is that see the, the principals the school leadership the school management understands what we are trying to tell them right mm. Uh, mm. they understand the entire concept that okay yes this is important and yes children need to learn this right and i think yes. most of the schools are welcoming of such programs because mm. Uh, mm. they understand the need it's just that they don't have the how tos to actually do it correct right they don't correct. have the expertise of how can we even do this in our school so that is why when an external organization comes and says that look, we will implement this in your school that's actually mm. a really, really good uh, a win win for both of us because schools yes. don't have the expertise and they are happy they are definitely happy to welcome organizations like this into schools who are willing to mm. do it for them right yes. because yes. like i said the management believes in it and as long as they don't have to uh, you know like really really work <laughs> too much into it as long as some external organization does it i think uh, pretty yes. much all of them have been welcoming and that's the reason we have Yeah, it's just been two years, and we have scaled up to at least one. How many? One thirty, one forty schools till now across twenty wow. different cities by just operating from our office in Bangalore, right? <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so I so that, the, that just shows. Hmm. Yeah. No, I was just saying that just shows the scalability of the program and the need. The need is there. It's just that more and more organizations, more and more people should now start identifying this and start working towards yes. this. Of course, the need for a. humongous reform is required the reason why i ask this question is because schools are governed under a board and the board is what 
decides what needs to be taught and what needs what needs to right. be omitted <laughs> so it it right. becomes a very tricky situation as to what the student goes through because they they want to learn a lot of things but it's this curriculum which binds them towards one thing which in a way it's good but when you look holistically it is binding them towards not enabling them to do a lot of things like uh, there are a few subjects which have been introduced in the education system like uh, value education uh, right. like communication skills and pt so these are few of the <laughs> pt like you it's totally neglected let's not speak about it right now but uh, considering all these three subjects these are just there for grades and not yeah. for the development of the student so th- these are few things which the student needs to acknowledge and they can develop themselves around these things so uh, we see that right. uh, there are humongous number of engineers who are uh, jobless right now not just engineers but so many graduates who are not getting job because of basic skill sets which are not provided to them so right. so how do you think how can these education systems adapt to these changes which are meant to be uh, which were meant to be done long time back see uh, that's a very very big question actually that you have asked a very important one as well see for yes. this you have to understand how do these how does any educational reform take place right or not even educational yes. how does any reform take place in the entire uh, yes. for in any sector in any industry basically right So see mm-hmm. how it happens in the education sector, like you said, it's the board, it's the subjects that the government decides, and all of that. So how yes. does the government introduce a new subject? Correct. Mm. Uh, let's say as you as you know, so see the entire question like right now in 21st century. Now there are so many new technologies and so many new subjects that are being com- that are coming into the world, like your artificial yes. intelligence, your machine learning, yes. and all of yes. that. right yes. now because yes. it is coming so much the demand is being driven from the businesses because businesses are now demanding uh, your ai experts machine learning experts and all of that right mm-hmm. and now because they are demanding as you will see recently in the past two years a lot of iits have introduced a new subject on ai uh, and machine yes. learning uh, where students yes. can take up a course so that they get, get trained in this right now mm. as and when the demand increases further more and more universities more and more organizations and will let's say start an ai course or a master's degree or minor course in engineering as they mm-hmm. have right now soon mm-hmm. this will also trickle down to a school level because if the demand if the entire ecosystem is taking it up they will soon in the next 5 years maybe there there will be going to be a subject uh, which is going to be offered for 12th graders maybe to learn ai yes. right from school mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. that's how if, if if there's a demand that is there being driven by one of the stakeholders in the ecosystem that can be one of the causes for let's say education reform right mm-hmm. or a big change like a, a entire new subject being introduced now let's yes. come to this so this is about ai and machine learning these are very specific subjects and specific expertise right now mm-hmm. see now the entire conversation which comes now this is a tricky thing because we talk about skills like empathy your teamwork your all of this right now yes. see uh it is just about like i said some or the other stakeholder have to promote it so much that you are in a way creating the demand for it now how do yes. we do that now see if you <laughs> there have been so many surveys done by the world economic forum by google and all of that which show that the most important skills required by employees or the most important skills that are demanded by employers in the entire world finally trickle down to your uh your empathy levels in the company yes right as a, as a person and then which you finally basically showed in the company in, in all the processes right which yes. is then it shows your teamwork how good a team mm. player you are right it's about mm. your leadership and all of that now mm. there there is a certain challenge which i feel because see, these skills are really really important and if you think about it companies do hire on the basis of them right what are companies evaluating when they interview mm. for 2 hours what are companies evaluating you on when you have a group discussion in place they are evaluating you for your uh, communication skills your team your teamwork your empathy ability mm, to understand mm. situations ability to deal with tough yes. situations and all of that right it's te- technically it's yes. all your life skills only that we speak about but mm. uh, how, how so how so how do we push this like uh, what i'm saying is some of the other stakeholder needs to do something about this so that the government the other schools 
realize that these are the skills which are the most important in the 21st century because yes. anyways the technologies are changing so fast right like ai yes. is there right now in 20 years even ai will be gone and some new technology will take over for example so what do you True. do then do you then just train people on the new technology probably not imagine if a world where people have empathy people have teamwork people have leadership skills then they will themselves be able to learn things on yes. their own and that yes. is the skill which we need to focus on to be very honest right that letting people absolutely have the confidence and have the skills to learn things on the on their own on the go so that they're never out True. of a job right and you spoke about True. engineering students being out of job and you see a lot of statistics and really really scary statistics like 95% of indian engineers not yes. employable these are the headings that i see in some articles <laughs> online now yes. the, the reason for them is because we our education system is still focused a lot very heavily on just teaching expert subjects and mm. like very core uh, not even skills core expertise of a specific subject and, and of a specific discipline without mm. focusing on the other dimensions of teaching teaching and helping them yes. develop empathy teamwork leadership right yes uh, and that like, is the reason like basic communication of... skill like basic communication skill which is required for a person to go ahead or even to communicate it that is lacking exactly exactly right so see now, now you have to see like i personally feel empathy is probably like the most important skill in the world mm. that anyone can have right it is going to make better people <laughs> it's yes. going to make a difference in the world because people mm. will anyways not just be thinking about themselves right they will yes. see the pain of others and they will want to do something about that so that is one mm. Uh, mm. aspect of having empathy and the other aspect even in jobs right i mean i think i just read an article that Zomato fire some 10000 employees because of automation or something something like that yeah. maybe i'm wrong about mm. the number but because of automation right now what do these employees yes. do they don't have any skill right they probably just learned that skill which they learned in the computer dashboard while they were getting trained in the company yeah. but now they are yeah. on a job they don't have any skill right because and the reason they will be struggling now to find a job is because they lack all the other skills like empathy or teamwork leadership right because mm. these are the core skills that can get you any job to be honest right at the end of the day because you can yes. always learn you can always learn new things that come up it is not going to take you so much time but these skills yes. empathy teamwork all of this i mean if you're largely missing and if you're already 30 40 years old it's slightly mm. difficult to sort of develop yes uh, yes so coming back to the schools and ico how how do you think uh, like i i'm i can fairly say this that you are developing micro entrepreneurs through the program and right. uh, how long is this program and how are you evaluating it yeah so uh, see in in icr i just tell you so what we have done is we have uh, we give a platform to students and we tell them look if any one of you are interested to start an initiative solving a real world problem you are welcome mm. right you just okay. just uh, sign up to it and then that's all you you get a mentor from our side who Uh, whom you can take the guidance of but the idea is that you as a team start an initiative to solve a real world problem right and let me give you a couple of examples i think that will be uh, uh, very helpful to the listeners uh, sure. as to what kind of initiative students take right sure so th- there was this one team from lucknow a group of four students i think that 12 year olds they said that uh, we have identified uh, a blind orphanage near our school and okay. we visited them one day and they told us that uh we just asked them like how their day is just trying to understand if there is some problem that they have and you know maybe we might be able to help them so mm-hmm. after having the first discussion they told us that the blind children told us they have difficulties reading story books right because of their okay. vision impairment uh, okay. and they told them that this is i think one problem which we want to do because in our spare time we don't really have anything much to do and we would like to read so and so story books so mm-hmm. now that is the problem they came up with and all they came back they brainstormed with each other can we do something for them right they had discussions mm. with each other with their teachers also and in the end okay. they came up with a pretty creative idea that okay so uh, maybe we can record these story books in audio format like how this podcast is being done in a way right yeah. maybe we can record these story books in a nice storytelling format right mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe we can give it to the students uh, the the children in the blind orphanage and maybe that will be a good medium for them to enjoy these world of stories so they right, did this right. and even though starting if they don't do assumptions right we we the mentor basically guides them that never assume anything so they went back to 
the dynophonics, pitch them this idea, ask them, do you think it makes sense? Do you think it will be useful to useful for you and they got when they only when they got a positive response from them they actually started with one storybook recorded mm-hmm. it gave it to the, the 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 blind children and asked them like why don't you listen to the entire thing and give us some suggestions whether you want it in a different slightly different format mm-hmm. or any other feedback that you find in that audio recording and then tell us and then we can do it in a larger scale right so they did that again mm-hmm. over the next one month first they just recorded one storybook gave it to them take took the feedback and then by the end of 4 5 months they had recorded more than i think 10 to 15 different story books for them and then gave wow. it to them and now the blind children read the story books right uh, so this is like one initiative of uh, example that i i gave right now another initiative yeah. this is a i think a team from bangalore now these students identified that that a lot of juice shops still offer the single use plastic straws which are really really harmful mm. for the environment right so they thought that mm. hey can we do something about this now so we also tell them to first go and understand the problem right they went to a few juice shops asked the 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 shopkeeper as to why do you using the use of plastic straws right uh, when yeah. there are certain other option options available like paper straws or even steel straws now which are way more environmentally friendly they asked the mm. shopkeepers and they found that the the price factor is the uh, because plastic straws are so cheap is that uh, the reason why they use they still use it right uh, yes so now now they found found this out so they were say they were thinking okay what can we do that will make them adopt paper straws and steel straws right mm. so with mm. again after having discussions with their mentors with uh, themselves to trying to research on the internet and whatever now there after the ideation they came up with an idea that what we can do is uh, we can buy so they finalized in paper straws because it costs them rupees like 1 rupees per straw mm. so they given back to the shopkeepers told them that look, we will sell it to you at 1 rupee and you sell it to the customers at 2 rupees so that mm. even you make a profit of rupees 1 right so that was the incentive for the shopkeeper and okay. it wasn't a compulsory thing for customers because you can't force 2 rupees extra on customers right but what yeah. they did was they made amazingly amazing posters and stuck it in front of the shop which appealed to the customer directly right asking them to be environmentally friendly and just spend 2 rupees extra to make a more friendly choice right and so they they tried this out again it was an experiment in the beginning but then they adopted it in three four shops in the beginning and they saw good response because around 20 30% of customers who came to the juice shop after seeing these posters did not mind spending only rupees 2 extra to buy uh, every time they bought juice right like 2 rupees is not really a big deal for them as long as they are making an environmentally friendly choice Now imagine 20 to 30 percent of customers, even if they do it uh, uh, with the juice shops every day. Uh, so this team did it in 18 juice shops. They actually made them replace the plastic straws with paper straws, and have been able to save like more than 20,000 plastic straws, or even more than that, I think, till now. Okay. So this is so I give you these two examples of initiatives, right? Now just yeah. understand what happens to these initiatives. Of course, the social impact angle directly related to it. In the first case. the social impact was now blind children can enjoy the world of stories in the second case the social impact was uh less plastic straws being used right so that yes. that's amazing but there is an entirely different impact that's happening which is in the minds of these students right now True. i have narrated both the stories imagine students at a young age undergoing this entire experience of step one identifying a problem in the real world No, it's not even on paper. It's not an assumption. Going and talking to people, seeing the challenges, right? So this yeah. this is the empathy development that I speak about, right? Mm-hmm. This is how students develop empathy by going through the ICU experience. Uh, in the entire understanding the problem phase and with the challenge they face, they have to basically again ideate, right? Now the second mm-hmm. step is they are supposed to think of a creative solution. In the first case, coming up with the entire idea that they can record story books. uh was the creative part right in the okay. second case mm-hmm. the small uh, what was the creative part the creative part was not the paper straws because paper straws are already available right but the innovation yeah. was we can actually offer it to customers as an option and yeah. the rupees 1 and rupees 2 was the innovation right that they yeah. were saving yeah. the even the uh, shopkeeper is making a 1 rupee profit because that now it's a win win for everyone So all these right. small, you can these are technically like a business mindset and entrepreneurial mindset that they're developing through this, right? And they're mm. learning a lot of creative thinking skills from this, right? Yes. And anyways, yes. they do all this and all these activities are done in teams. So in ICU, students participate in teams of two to four and on these initiatives. 
So that during the entire initial, they divide the responsibilities, they work upon it separately, they communicate. So all your teamwork skills like communication, ability to work with others. Many times students also get in conflicts with each other, right? Like, oh, they have <laughs> yeah. a different opinion, I have a different opinion. Hmm. So we, again, so they also understand how to deal with conflicts in the team. So imagine yeah. this entire end-to-end experience and an entrepreneurial experience, and they're not even just doing it, by the way, for one day or, or a week. They... Yeah. In ICO, students do it in over four to five months, right? Because we want them to have a long-term experience Mm. of launching Mm. initiatives uh, Mm. so that they can, so that they even scale it up in as many places as possible, right? To have like a Mm. true entrepreneurial experience. And this is by the end of it, when they actually make an impact, this basically develops the confidence in their minds that look, even we can change the world. We can also create an impact. Age is Mm. no barrier, right? So I think yes. this is the impact and imagine these children when they grow up, they will not be scared of taking initiatives, which a lot of 100%. adults are scared of, right? Yes. We are yes. all scared to even speak up in a meeting for God's sake most of the time, <laughs> right? Yes. So, uh, so the, and, and the reason is because since childhood, we are not encouraged to do such things, right? We are, we are encouraged to be restricted by certain rules. Even in schools, we have rules, wear this uniform, yes. do this, though there's, there's a timetable, you have to stick to it. And which is yes. okay, but there is sometimes there's no, there's no even reason behind it, right? Like even I, I still don't know what's the reason of having the same uniform in school. Yes. Maybe there <laughs> is a reason, by the way, and I would love to stick to it as long as I'm convinced that the reason makes sense. But there's absolutely been no reason given to me while I was in school, and I was just expected to stick to it, right? <laughs> and and the entire building system, the education system, we are always told to do things without telling us even why and giving us a choice, right? Which is really, yes. really, really important. Where, where you encourage to take a turn, where you are given autonomy mm. to take decisions, right? So anyway, mm. coming to that point, imagine these students who are given an experience like this, who have started just being 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, starting these big initiatives, they are going to be much more confident in the future of taking initiatives, right? And yes, now 100%. they have empathy in them, which is the most important skill. So they are not mm. just going to be taking selfish initiatives in the future, just thinking about themselves, but also hopefully about other yes. people as well, right? Where everyone benefits from whatever they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, uh, I think that's the core impact. So our impact is helping these children become change makers and develop this action-oriented yes. change maker mindset. Yes. And of course, the social impact of this initiative is another impact that comes from our work mm-hmm. in ICO. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I'm sure that these students in future will become big and bright entrepreneurs and change makers in the society. But um, what concerns me is that, of course, they have gone through this in their childhood and their school times. But the moment that they hit the college, reality hits them and they get to see they get to see that uh, in college you are supposed to follow certain set of things for example i'm sure uh, when someone wants to uh, they want to learn something like i'm sure when you went to engineering you might ha- be having um, a certain perception that when you go to engineering you will be doing this you will be doing that but when you hit the books and you see the reality is totally different mm-hmm. so in that case how can they keep that entrepreneurial spirit alive and do what they want to do see Doing an initiative on your own is completely under your control, right? Yes. So, for example, even in, I understand what you're saying, that's more related to the subject that we're taught in engineering and it's still being more theoretical rather than being practical and all of that, right? Now, Uh, see, the idea of a change maker is that no matter what the problem, you will be, you should be able to solve it if you Hmm. are a change maker, if you have those skills and if you have the mindset that, look, I would, I want to solve this problem, right? And let, yes. let, let's just take a couple of hypothetical examples in college, which I'm sure mm. a, lot, a lot of students also face. For example, mm. let's, say one, let's say one situation is the lack of practical knowledge in, in let's say, in a particular subject in, a, in mm. an engineering course, okay? Because there's, there's a lot more theory, for example. Now, if a student, like I said, is a change maker, what are the possible things that he or she can do? Right. I think one of something and if a person is a true change maker, yeah. you can make it happen. No matter what the problem, you can still find a solution. So for example, mm. in this case, what mm. a change maker engineering student can do is mm. first, of course, identify the problem. Right. Then yeah. see how can we change it? Is it by mm. going it going to the head of the department and trying to convince mm. him? Is it mm. by going to someone else? Now, how do you do that? Do you just randomly go into the office and try to convince? Probably <laughs> not. 
you do your mm. own research right yeah. you uh, try to understand 10 different things from other professors try to get 20 different students opinions maybe mm. prepare like a nice document so that the hod knows that you know like this is something serious and a lot of yeah. other students want wanted maybe you can start somebody else can try to do like a petition sort sort of a thing yes. right these petitions yes. are becoming really famous nowadays so no, no matter what the media you are supposed to identify what is the right way to go and approach this yeah. problem and yeah. how can we solve it right and see that's yeah. the idea because see problems are there every single way right engineering and everywhere in the everywhere, world everywhere everywhere the idea the idea is how do you see it and then how do you think about it in a mm. way that you you will be able to solve it right now of course like like i said your empathy or teamwork all of these matters right in this yes. you don't just storm and have a very i don't know like a fighting mm. attitude with the professor and the hod mm. right like you have a plan towards approaching it exactly right it's like a mm. collaborative approach you mm. can mm. you you can pitch five different ideas and maybe one of them will work mm. right mm. so mm. these are the things and see a lot of things these things it's not like students don't have their own at least in college yes. if somebody yes. wants to start a new club or an mm. informal club on the side it may not even be a formal thing right at least mm. an informal club you can definitely start there's absolutely no yeah. question about it right mm. so you mm. can always you have the freedom to do things you have the freedom to get things done like i just gave you a hypothetical yes. situation right uh, for you can so i think the see the entire concept and the theory of being a change maker is that no matter what the problem there is always a solution right and mm. if you have those skills and that's why you need programs like icio we need other organizations in the sector in the system yes. to also innovate and come mm. up with new programs so that collaboratively everyone can work upon new different approaches so that students if, if they if this gets inculcated in the system right right in childhood and maybe yes. something like this can even happen at a college level for example mm. even we are thinking maybe we get a lot of requests from college students that hey we also want to participate in icio by the way yeah uh, after having seen the website because even they are interested in doing things like this right of course so, it is but, because but again like mm. like like you said it's it's a may or maybe right like if they don't mm. since school of course there's always a may or maybe that they will they may not succumb but that's mm. the idea i mean if we start somewhere we try to instance as much as possible so like mm. we also by the way are developing like an open source toolkit for others to use which we mm. will share it with other organizations so that the impact can become much more right because we will of course be able to only scale up to a certain extent we can't reach every single student also in the country so we want other organizations other stakeholders to join in the efforts so that they also are able to amplify the impact now with solely and of course it's a long term game right these things yes. don't happen overnight but over long term if people recognize the importance of making investing in young children and helping them develop this change make a mindset then hopefully that at least the theoretical theory of change says that most of the problems should be solved in the world because if everyone mm. is a change maker no matter what the problem you will find a solution to it so yeah what? it's a long term so game but yeah we need to start somewhere and be patient i guess <laughs> wonderful wonderful that's a great explanation towards uh, what people can do right now and what the young lads can do to bring a change in their own life and the others life as well so i will just digress from the topic a bit uh, you are an iit in yourself and how was your experience at iit what, what did you study and how did you develop yourself in that ecosystem yeah so uh, my iit experience was pretty good uh, i i studied civil engineering as my major yeah uh, now i think see iit was a very good exposure Uh, experience for me over the four years hmm. because I got, I got acquainted with entrepreneurship also in college itself. Hmm. Right, so while I was of course doing my academic, that's that's the one thing which I was doing. But other yes. than that, I was a very very active member of the entrepreneurship cell, hmm. and I got to know about entrepreneurship only in college, right? Okay. Uh, so we we used to do a lot of other activities. We used to invite a lot of speakers, in, conduct a lot of events for. the public in 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 the iit to foster the spirit of entrepreneurship right so now this yeah. was a completely new dimension which i let's say found in iit right yeah. and i think uh i was into sports as well so i play squash and tennis and i was in the college team and we yeah. have a big event called the inter iit sports meet between all the iits once in a year in december <laughs> that's like the biggest competitive <laughs> uh, yeah. uh 
between IITs, right? So everybody is competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And that was also a great experience. I think, I think overall, yeah, what I would say is like IIT was a very, very great experience for me. I think the biggest advantage of being in IIT is like they have so much funding so that you get a lot of great opportunities, yes. right? Yes. Uh, in t- even in terms of so, uh, like, see, now all the all all colleges have college fest, right? But just because yes. luckily IITs have more funding and they're able to attract more sponsorship and all of that, the mm. just the level of speakers and all of the our alumni network, the level of yes. other guests yes. that come into IITs is just on a different level, right? And the mm. CEOs of big companies coming in, and if you just try to learn from them, it's just a very good mm. experience for you. And I think looking back, if I think about it, I think I one of the big things about IITs is that it just gives you the confidence to try out different things because you yes. know that even if you fail completely, you can still get a basic job anywhere. <laughs> I think that's a good, yes. Yes. Uh, good thing to have <laughs> in your risk taking data. <laughs> How do you think those four years have shaped you? What few skills that that you are applying now were experienced in those four years? So yes, uh, I think yeah, the, the the one biggest thing that I learned from IIT is that uh, the ability to take risks. I think that has become much easier for me. Uh, and I think that's just a uh, consequence of being in a culture where there are so many people who have taken the route of entrepreneurship and been successful as well, right? Uh, because a lot of alumni have founded like some really, really big companies, organizations, nonprofits in the government, yes. taken big initiatives and all of that. And even within the college, like I told you, I was a part of the entrepreneurship development cell myself, right? So our idea was to foster the spirit of entrepreneurship in college. And there were a lot of college entrepreneurs as well. Someone had started a t-shirt selling business in college. Somebody was mm. like how you have big basket and grow first. Somebody had done an in-house, in-college version of that. Uh, oh, so wow. Just by seeing uh, people, so you, they always say, right, you are like the average of the five closest people to you. So yes. I think because of... Uh, uh, because of that, I think the, your ability to take risks definitely increase and you even get the aspiration of becoming an entrepreneur and starting something on your own, right? I think yes, that was the, yes. like, the biggest learning for sure. And I think second, anyway, I think yeah, the, uh, the quality, see, now it's more towards your academic, the professors are of really, really good quality. Yes. They're like many yes. of the, most of them are, are, are like the top most sorted people whenever somebody wants any consultation, whenever the government wants consultations and all of that, right? In their yes, respective yes. disciplines. So in, in academics and exposure to entrepreneurship, I actually didn't speak about uh, social impact, right? That, that actually one of the reasons because I see entrepreneurship as the larger bracket and within it comes the field of social change also because everything is entrepreneurship at the end of the day is just for a different True. cause, right? But, but yeah, I was telling you that we had, I uh, had my first experience of social impact, social change in college again. I visited a couple of NGOs. Uh, we visited okay. a lot of organizations. We used to invite mm. a lot of other uh, non-profit speakers to college and just understand and listen to them, right? And just that uh, getting acquainted with this field, meeting people from them, it just opens up different career options for you, right? So yeah, I think that by the end of IIT, we're not just, just not worried about getting one job, but you know that you can probably start something on your own in different fields, whether it's for-profit, yes. non-profit, yes and all of that. So yeah, I think these are a couple of the things that I took away the mm. most. Wonderful. So, you know, in a day and age where, uh, especially in India, where parents have the first opinion, of course, they don't force the kids these days, but they do have an opinion on what we do. What were your parents' reactions when it came to entrepreneurship and starting up instead of doing something which you have learned for so many years? Yes, it was was a gradual sort of phase of convincing them (laughs) because even Mm. they had not been acquainted with this, right? Even they had a a more traditional mindset of of, of their child getting a safe job, earning high, uh, especially when you're in IIT, those are the expectations that you get from other people as well. Uh, Mm. So I think those things were definitely there, but I think is a very, very gradual period and it's still a work in progress, by the way. <laughs> it's not like uh, my parents are really, really happy as well, nothing like that. It's, it's a work in progress, yeah. but yeah, I think uh, you just have to try to convince them, yeah, so the and show a different side of this world as well as to why this this sector entrepreneurship also makes sense, right? And I, I did yeah. it in my own way by showing the examples of the most successful people, right? 
and mm-hmm. i try to create like how i see entrepreneurship and this and how the world sees it as an aspiration i try to build that mindset in my parents that look this is not a bad thing this is in fact even a much more cooler thing that you can do yes um, yes so yeah i mean as it is a so thing it's not uh, it didn't happen immediately and it's still a work <laughs> in progress like i said <laughs> got it got it so in future what are your plans uh, for better plus education and uh, ico what are your future plans how do you plan to take it further bring more change in the student community yeah our plans are fairly clear as of now like in, in let's say in the next if i talk about in the next 5 years or something the one is yeah. we directly want to reach out to as many students as possible that's the simplest mm. goal right because as long as the program and its impact goals i think that we have sort of covered uh, in terms of impact like we have done so many anonymous surveys with students spoken to them um, anonymously right like the third parties and all uh, yeah, yeah. and we get such a great response because students love it and um, like 91% of students said that now they feel confident of the ICO experience everyone agrees to having developed empathy or some of the other skills and all of that right uh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Our, our program is sort of in a way it's going good and that is fine right now it's just about getting the word out there and reaching out to as many people as possible and um, getting as many students to experience, have this experience right so in right. the, in the next 5 years let's if i have to speak about that i think one we directly reach out to a lot of schools uh to mm. grow but i think the second the more interesting part is that uh, we want to scale through partnerships with other organizations right uh, okay. which is a much faster oh. way to scale and i'll just give you an example so there are so many organizations that work with schools whether they are for profit or non profit like, like i think the best example that comes to my mind is an organization teach for india that we have partnered yes. with Now, Teach for mm-hmm. India works with hundreds of government schools across the country, right? They have their own base of teachers that go to schools. Now, what we do is we speak to Teach for India. We tell them that this is what we do, and we uh, help them understand our vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they are interested, and in this case, they were that's why we are partnered with them. But if now if the partner gets interested, then they implement ICO in their own network. right so it's okay, a much faster okay. way for us to scale so through the partnership mm. with teach for india i think dozens of the government schools in teach for india have come on board and have participated in ico and their teachers also Wonderful. mentor the students and we have developed a way of training them also on how to mentor students while they are launching the initiatives right we have developed i was talking to you about the open source toolkit right so we yes yes see, our expertise if you think about it is in mentoring students to launch their initiatives and giving them a good experience so this mm. we have basically sort of documented everything of how anyone else can and through this resource we share it with all our partners and then they implement it in their own networks as well right so that's okay. the idea and that's just a much faster way to scale much faster way to get all the other organizations resources and bandwidth also into our vision right so yeah we are partnered with teacher india we are partnered with ashoka my previous organization because they also work with few schools We have partnered with. There's an organization called India School Leadership Institute. It's the uh, uh, so many organizations. Even with the Aloka Smart Village Movement, there are so many different organizations who already have a network of schools, and we sort of partner with them, right? And that's a much faster way for us. And I think the next to the phase 2.0 of our scaling will definitely be much more partnerships with many different organizations. And then, okay. if you talk about phase 3.0, which is let's say five years or even beyond that, I think that is the mm. time when you can actually go and pitch it to the different state governments to begin with. Maybe somebody identifies yeah. that okay, yes, this is mm. great, and then it can happen at, at a much, much, much bigger scale, right? Until mm. that time, you accumulate your impact, you prove that your model works, you prove that everything is going well, you build your own credibility, and that's how the change comes, right? Like a big reform. It's step by step. You do it on your own. and you partner with other organizations so that everyone is doing it build your own credibility show the impact of your program and then pitch it to the big guys like the government education departments and all of that so that's the future but the aim is as simple as getting as many students to have this experience and help them develop a change maker mindset wonderful that's great and i'm i'm sure that uh, you and your team will be bringing coming up with great number of reforms and great change makers in the society uh, so one last statement what does being the change mean to you being the change i think uh, it's uh, fortunately as it happens our team is also into change making 
and it fits really yes. well into your theme of being the change. Uh, yes. I think it is being the change is as simple as I think it's exactly the same as change maker. There's absolutely no difference. Where you as a person, instead of just identifying problems and blaming someone else, or not even blaming and just doing nothing about it, right? Yes. Being a bystander, yes. don't be that anymore. Just take action at whatever level you can. We don't expect you to join the social sector and start a non-profit, right? We don't <laughs> expect that. But mm. everyone, no matter where they are, can contribute to change. Whether it's as simple as maybe garbage is thrown right outside your house, right? Maybe you can just take yeah. as simple as instead of blaming someone, you can go pick it up. You can make other people pick it up. You can have a you can launch a community mm. initiative. Or as simple as you can even just call the the garbage department of your state and get them to do do the job, right? But at yeah. least do that. Take some action, right? Mm. Whether you are into business, whether you are into non-profit, whether you are a child, whether you are an adult, we all face problems every single day. It's it, it's it's not just social problems, by the way. It can even be a problem yeah. in inside a business, right? Team members not working properly together, and you are the manager. How do you resolve that conflict? So every problems are everywhere. Being the change is just have an action-oriented mindset and just take actions. To solve problems at your own level, as much as you can. Yeah. Right. We yeah. don't expect a lot from you, but imagine if everyone does this. Ideally, all world's problems can be solved, right? Because economy is yes. scale. If everyone True. does this, it's a huge amount collectively. True. Yeah. True. 100%. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rahul, for joining uh, us on this special episode of Being the Change. Yes, it's absolutely one. Thanks for having me. We definitely enjoyed this, and. Uh, uh, Yeah, I hope the listeners to uh, take something away from it. And yes, uh, hope to see bigger change maker movement through this. <laughs> wow, that was something very much inspirational. Uh, this is me, Rohan. Thank you for giving your time. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. By the way, you can listen to Being the Change on all the podcasting apps: Geo Seven, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and so on and so forth. So do subscribe to Being the Change so that you get notified when we drop the next episode. Do drop in your comments on what do you think about this episode, which was your favorite part from this episode, and do share this episode with your friends to give them also inspiration about starting. This is me Rohan signing off I will come soon till then bye